I'm Paul Wagner. Join me as I dig deep into the mysterious case of the Potomac River Rapist. Listen to Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's award-winning American Nightmare podcast series, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Need for people in crisis, the plan in Frederick County. I'm Kate Ryan. Also this morning. The largest civil penalty for housing discrimination ever imposed in the U.S. Happening here, I'm Christy King. Down day on Wall Street, Thursday closing bell. It's 3 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Tom Foti in Washington. An appeal is promised, but... A federal judge in St. Louis has dismissed an effort by six Republican-led states to block the Biden administration's plan to forgive student loan debt for tens of millions of Americans. He wrote that because Nebraska, Missouri, Arkansas, Iowa, Kansas, and South Carolina failed to establish they had standing, the court lacked jurisdiction to hear the case. A spokeswoman for Nebraska's attorney general says the states will appeal. CBS News correspondent Jennifer Kuyper in Chicago. Some Democratic candidates in the upcoming elections are keeping their distance, but others, like major ones in Pennsylvania, are getting on-the-ground support from President Biden. He was in Pittsburgh talking infrastructure, among other things. He also talks about the Inflation Reduction Act, which in some ways uh, addresses economic issues as well because of all the funding for climate change and projects that will come from that, designed to bring health care costs down, another bill that Republicans are targeting or didn't support. White House correspondent Ed O'Keefe. On the CBS News Health Watch, a respiratory virus is making small children sick at rates that have become big problems. It does resemble the cold or the flu, but it is not either. Correspondent Omar Villafranca. At Connecticut Children's Medical Center, doctors are slammed with the surge in RSV cases. Dr. John Brancato says every inch of the emergency room is filled. We're having patients in hall beds. We're using our orthopedic room. We're using other treatment rooms as much as possible. With the Biden administration opposing state abortion restrictions being put into effect after the Supreme Court removed federal protections, the military is now offering financial support to troops and their dependents if they need to travel for an abortion. It is well understood by those wearing the uniform of our nation's armed forces that frequent and sometimes unpredictable travel or moves are often required to meet operational training or staffing requirements. As Secretary Austin's memo highlights, such moves should not limit their access to reproductive health care. Pentagon spokesman Brigadier General Pat Ryder. A federal jury in New York finds for actor Kevin Spacey and against a man who sued him for alleged sexual advance. Spacey lost acting opportunities and his job on the Netflix series House of Cards after allegations against the two-time Oscar winner began to surface five years ago. Last summer, Spacey pleaded not guilty to sexual assault charges in Britain. CBS News correspondent Michael George. The Environmental Protection Agency is investigating whether Mississippi state agencies discriminated against the state's majority black capital city of Jackson by refusing to fund improvements for its failing water system. In the baseball playoffs, the Astros took game two of the ALCS from the Yankees by a score of three to two. U.S. market futures are mixed. This is CBS News. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance. So you only pay for what you need. Visit LibertyMutual.com to learn more. Finding the right Medicare plan? Oof, no easy feat. Kind of like those dances my granddaughter loves making me do. <laughs> but then I found Walgreens FindRx coverage. Let's you compare plans online, over the phone, or in person. Made Medicare shopping so easy. Plus, I found plans with low-cost copays. <laughs> I can get down with that. When you need to talk Medicare, Walgreens is here. Start WTOP at 303. 
Friday morning. It is October 21st, 2022. Mostly sunny, milder with some light winds today. The high 60 to 65 before we're done. 43 you're waking up to right now. Good morning to you. I'm Dean Lane. We thank you for taking us along for your early morning ride. That being the local stories we're looking at for you as we head into this Friday together, we begin with a Metro bus driver facing discipline this Friday morning for not doing more, apparently, when several passengers attacked another passenger. It was Monday that a woman on a W-4 bus was attacked by a group of young people. The victim told Fox 5 that the bus driver didn't respond to her calls at first to stop the bus. In an email, Metro spokesperson Ian Janetta says Metro bus leadership has determined that the bus driver did not follow proper procedures during the incident and appropriate administrative action will be taken not responding to the action against the driver but instead the incident itself the union that represents drivers says it supports metro's policy that prohibits drivers from trying to intervene in a fight and instead safely stop the bus where they can and call for help the union says intervening is unsafe for bus operators because it can put a target on their back mike marillo wtop news WTOP News Time, now 3.04. In other news this early morning, if you live in Virginia, time is running out for you to send in public comments on the proposed policy changes that would affect how transgender students are treated in schools. The change is coming from the Glenn Youngkin administration. The public comment period is closing soon on Wednesday of next week. And after that, Governor Youngkin says he expects that local school systems will follow the state policy in accordance with state law, even though some systems, including those in Alexandria and Fairfax County, have said they will not. We can't be in a moment where people can just pick the laws they want to abide by. But it's not clear what Youngkin can do to force school systems to go along with it. The policy would require parental sign-off on the use of any name or pronoun other than what's in a student's official record. Youngkin argues that it's fundamentally rooted in reestablishing the role of parents in these most important decisions. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. New this morning on WTLP, a federal judge has postponed the criminal trial for Maryland Governor Larry Hogan's former chief of staff just days before it was actually set to start. Roy McGrath is accused of lying to get a severance payment of more than 230000 bucks from the government-owned nonprofit Maryland Environmental Service, where he worked before joining the Hogan administration. Specifically, McGrath is accused of claiming Hogan approved that severance amount, while the governor says that's not true. McGrath's attorney has asked that the judge postponed the trial so that the defense has more time to review evidence. No trial, new trial date has been set as of yet. And as we previously reported right here on WTOP, when the case does go to trial, Hogan himself will be on the witness list. Hospital emergency rooms are often the first resorts of people in crisis, but what they may really need is help with mental health issues or substance abuse. That's where a new facility planned locally for Frederick County could help out. Nearly one in five 911 calls in Frederick County are related to people who are suffering from a crisis connected to mental health or substance use. Instead of sending people to the emergency room, a new facility called a Crisis Stabilization Center is planned to open in Frederick in 2023. Shannon Allshire is with the county's Mental Health Association. This center will help people receive the care they need faster and reduce the number of people going to the emergency department. The center's designed for short-term care. Staff would then link patients to long-term help because our goal is not to see the same person over and over again, but to ensure that they're connected throughout the community with the services that they need. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. WTOP News Time, now 3.07, traffic and weather coming up next. Stay with us here at WTOP.
The average home sells for over the asking price, and with Orchard's win-win program, you can win twice. Here's how. Win number one. Orchard can make you a guaranteed cash offer for your home. Next, Orchard handles the sale of your old home, including upgrades, listing, and showing. Win number two. Orchard not only guarantees the sale of your home, when it sells for more than your cash offer, you keep the extra. You win again. Get a no-cost, no-obligation offer at Orchard.com. Orchard.com. Good Friday morning, October 21st, 2022. Welcome in to WTOP, where the time is 3.08 in the world. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off at train cleaning today. Driving your mother on the 8s and when it breaks through the overnight early morning hours, guaranteed here on WTOP. First, as always, over to Ian Crawford in the WTOP Traffic Center. Capital Beltway had a stop again after exit 47 for Route 7, the work zone before you get to I-66. When it moves... It's single ride to get by. Right now, it's not moving. Again, this is the third big stoppage they pulled on us, and each one has gone about half an hour so far. So, again, you're expecting delays, and you'll want a plan B to make your way from Tyson's toward I-66 and to points south and to points south of that. The other work zone we have on I-66 on the outer loop, the one that has traditionally been more problematic has actually been a breeze to get through so far this morning that's the one coming off the legion bridge trying to make your way past the gw parkway and it's a single left lane to get by that's easy but getting past exit 47 has been no end of chore work and it continues to be that and the express lanes are of no help to you the south the outer loop express lanes are out of business right now uh, because of the same work zone on, on 66 itself the big ticket item right now has been or has been for the most of the morning the westbound work on uh, near exit 57 for route 50 fair oaks it looks like we are still moving again through that one uh, single right to get by eastbounders you're going to find work after 28 centered over the right lane getting by and several off ramps once again shut down as they continue that work on i-66 expanding and getting ready to open up the new express lanes. On 95 northbound, the work is going to be after Route 1 spots, or before Route 1 Spotsylvania, I should say, with a right lane getting by. Quickly in Maryland, outer loop of the Capitol Beltway, the work zone is still there before you get to Richie Marlboro Road, and, a, and two left lanes will get you by. Traffic brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. Proud to serve members of the Armed Forces, DOD, veterans, and their families. The members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. I'm Ian Crawford, WTLP Traffic. Storm Team 4 tracking another cold morning across our region. Temperatures in the low to mid-30s for the most part, and around 40 inside the city. But frost again area-wide. So heads up, could be some frost in that windshield. You might need that ice scraper. The good news is once the sun comes up, it's going to melt quickly, and we'll see high temperatures rebounding back into the mid-60s. Going 66 in the city. On Saturday, even better. Another cool start, but high temperature getting up into the upper 60s to around 70 degrees. Sunday, the chance of showers. But as of right now, not a washout. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. Right now, uh, around the region, this very early morning, we're looking at 45 degrees in Hyattsville, 36. You're waking up to in Fredericksburg, Virginia, 46. In Easton, Maryland, 3 a.m. hour. Friday morning, October 21st. And checking to see if there have been any changes now. In our nation's capital, we're back up to 47 in our nation's capital. This 3 a.m. hour, this check brought to you here on WTOP by Longfence. Save 15% on Longfence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. Good morning. Welcome into WTOP. It's 3:11. The invasion of Ukraine. Live updates 24-7, 365. Washington's top news, 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. 
Let's see the latest of the war. The White House says the U.S. has evidence now that Iranian troops are directly engaged on the ground in Crimea, supporting Russian drone attacks on Ukraine. Spokesman for the National Security Council telling reporters this week that Iran has sent a relatively small number of personnel to Crimea to help Russian troops in launching Iranian-made explosive drones. A lot of top international security officials are meeting right now. This morning, WTOP national security correspondent J.J. Green from Latvia with what he's learned. There's plenty of evidence that Russia's failing in this war and even more evidence that President Vladimir Putin is under a significant amount of pressure, pressure that may eventually cause him his job. And considering his never-give-in approach, it may cost him a great deal more than that. But one of the big questions, and this is just one of many, is what happens after him if they are able to get rid of him. And then there, you have to think about who might be in line. You have uh, the Butcher of Bucha, one of the military's top generals or former generals. Then you have Sergei Saruvakin, who wrecked Aleppo, another general. These are all potential successors, so there are those who are really concerned about what happens after a Putin regime? It may be worse. Not to say that this regime itself doesn't need to be essentially eliminated, but there are these difficult questions that folks are wrestling with about, in addition to how to stop this carnage, how to help Ukraine, how to end this war, protect other countries, but then how to stop this whole idea of Russia needing to dominate or lord over other countries is to stop it from spreading any further. Let's talk about sanctions for a minute. The uh, EU sanctioned Iran for supplying those drones to Russia, and the U.S., of course, has sanctioned Russia for the war. And while the sanctions have elicited some pain, J.J., it certainly hasn't stopped Russia's onslaught. Is there a way that tougher sanctions could work? Well, I was talking to a couple of people. One of the things that they mentioned is that there really needs to be a concerted effort to fill the loopholes. The EU has sanctions that it's put down. The U.S. has sanctions that it has put down, but they aren't necessarily all on the same page. And so, in other words, what we're hearing here is that there are gaps in between these sanctions where Russia and Belarus and other countries that are helping Russia are able to escape. So they need to fill in these areas, these gray areas, clog them up, basically prevent them from being able to evade these sanctions. And these folks really believe that that would do quite a bit to tamp down and perhaps even end this war. Of course, Russia's neighbors are all very tense these days. When we look at this war and all the fallout and the impact, what is the biggest concern for the government and people of Latvia right now? I had an opportunity to speak with Latvia's president, and he said to me, the thing is getting people to understand that none of these countries that are Russia's neighbors are going to go back to the dark ages. None of them are going to give in. None of them are going to go back to this time where Russia could essentially domineer over these countries. And so what they're concerned about is how far this regime might go to stay on that track. Nuclear weapons or chemical weapons trying to attack borders of its neighboring countries like Lithuania, Estonia, and Latvia. These are the things that they're worried about now, that Russia might try to do something like that even while this war is going on aside from all that that's the thing that folks in Latvia are really concerned about right now with the latest in the war between Russia and Ukraine WTOP national security correspondent JJ Green talking there with Sean and Hillary you are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com sports at 15 and 45 powered by Red River 
Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. It's Friday, October 21st. Welcome into WTLP. Indeed, sports time at 315. Rob Woodfork's turn for you this morning. The Capitals' first win streak of the season ends at just two games after the Ottawa Senators scored the final five goals to beat the Caps 5-2. T.J. Oshie and Anthony Mantha scored on the power play 34 seconds apart in the first period, and then it all fell apart for Coach Peter Laviolette. We shot ourselves in the foot too many times with the puck. Then the first period, we did exactly what we wanted to do. We put the puck north, we put it behind them, we're in the offensive zone, we're delivering pucks at the net. And uh, second period and third period, played East West hockey and didn't deliver any pucks and, you know, not good enough. Darcy Kemper got a workout in net with 39 saves. The Houston Astros hold a two games to none lead in the ALCS thanks to a 3-2 victory over the Yankees. Alex Bregman's three-run homer was his 14th in his postseason career to set an MLB playoff record among third basemen. And it was just enough for the win, telling TBS. It was just fortunate enough to put a good swing on it, but all the credit there goes to Jordan hustling down the line and beating out that ground ball, and just a great team win. On the college gridiron, UVA got its first conference win of the season on the road in prime time, beating Georgia Tech 16-9 to improve to 3-4. and four. The highest-scoring Thursday night game of the year was upstaged by the breaking news that the San Francisco 49ers acquired Pro Bowl running back Christian McCaffrey from Carolina for a package of picks. On the field, Arizona beat New Orleans 42-34. to Back home, bad news for the Washington Commanders ahead of Sunday's game against the Green Bay Packers. Jahan Dotson re-aggravated his hamstring injury at practice, leaving his status for Sunday in question. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. All right, thanks, Rob. As always, WTOP at 317. The top stories we're following for you. During this 3 a.m. hour on TLP, with only two and a half weeks until the midterm elections, President Biden in Pittsburgh promoting the benefits of the bipartisan infrastructure law. Both the U.S. Supreme Court and a federal judge in Missouri have rejected challenges to the implementation of the White House's student loan debt relief program, program which takes effect this coming weekend, cancels up to $20,000 in student debt for millions of borrowers. And Liz Truss, as we've been reported, has become the U.K.'s shortest ever serving prime minister, 45 days in all, stepping down this week Thursday after being vilified for her very unpopular economic policies. Stay with WTOP for more on these developing stories. It's 317 Children of the Night. What music they make in Northern Virginia. Synetic Theater in Crystal City is staging a brand new production of Dracula. Good evening, everyone. Please come and see Dracula at Synetic Theater. You will not regret it. Romanian native Dan Estrate says the role of Dracula is delicious. It's such a fun role to play because even though it's so dark and spooky and frightening to everyone else, I feel like he's just having fun. In addition to the play, he invites you to a special vampire ball on October 28th. It's a great party. It's a great opportunity for people to dress up, have a glass of wine or, you know, blood, whatever you're into. <laughs> Find out more at WTOP.com. Jason Farley, WTOP News. WTOP at 318. Traffic and weather on the 8s. Good morning to Ian Crawford in the WTOP Traffic Center. But they call it show busy. Tough act to follow. Let's go ahead and go right to the Capitol <laughs> Bellway. That's been a tough act to follow. It's going to be kind of, it's been kind of hard to watch, too. We're at a stop still on the outer loop of the Beltway before you get to exit uh, 49 for I-66. The work zone itself is actually through exit 47, Route 7, and we have got one right lane getting by when traffic does move, but right now it is not moving. Everything is at a stop. 
and unclear as to how long it will be. This has been going on for about 20 minutes, of which we are aware. On the rest of the Capitol Beltway, they had pulled a stoppage on us again on the interloop of the Capitol Beltway across the Wilson Bridge, but traffic moving once again. Don't know whether that is the last closure or not. They're calling me now to let me know. Hopefully they'll be able to call me back here in a couple of seconds. But again, we're moving on the interloop of the Capitol Capitol Beltway across the Wilson Bridge because of the bridge opening as they do the maintenance. On 66, the work zone westbound before 20... Before exit 57 for Route 50, Fair Oaks, it's a right lane to get by. Maryland, 95 and the BW Parkway remain quiet. And on the district side, the freeway is in good shape. The 295s, no delays. Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4 tracking more cool weather as we make our way through the morning hours. Well, let's just call it what it is. Cold. Low temperatures into the low to mid-30s early on our Friday morning. So watch out for some frost area-wide. Temperatures in the afternoon, though, rebounding nicely. A fantastic Friday with a high of 66. Saturday, equally as nice, but a high of 70. Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. We're at 37 in Reston, 45 in Bethesda, 36 in Woodbridge. We are right now back up to 47 degrees and holding at our nation's capital. This check, 3 a.m. hour, brought to you here on WTLP by Lynn the Plumber. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Check them out. Lynn the Plumber. You're with Dean Lane on WTLP. This is WTOP News. There's never been a $10 million settlement for housing discrimination in the U.S. before now, that is. But three D.C. real estate companies and their executives will all pay that for discriminating against renters using those housing vouchers. What a tremendous win for working families. Alyssa Silverman of the D.C. Council at the announcement that, along with paying $10 million in fines, Darrow Management Services, Darrow Realty, and Infinity Real Estate will be dissolved and permanently barred from managing residential real estate in D.C. This is just huge. It's also what an effective deterrent. The settlement involves discrimination to exclude people with vouchers from 15 buildings in wards 1, 2, and 3. Christy King, WTOP News. This next conversation this morning on WTOP actually highlights a major problem in our local health care system. Far too few resources devoted to people who are having a crisis and who need psychiatric care. In Maryland, for example, there are only about 1,300 licensed psychiatric beds, and only a fraction of those are actually devoted to children and teens. So when a kid's having trouble, they end up sometimes in the emergency room where they suffer and sometimes are further traumatized. This morning, Washington Post Enterprise reporter William Mann with a story of an autistic teen from Howard County who didn't get the psychiatric help that he actually really needed. This family, the Chafoses, Cheryl and Tim, they brought their teenage son to the hospital trying to get him help in the middle of a mental crisis. And they took him to the ER. They ended up waiting a total of 76 days. He essentially lived in the ER for weeks, for months, waiting for a psychiatric bed to open up. So what is it like in the emergency room for teens who wind up there? Are they appropriately cared for? This is the difficult thing about it is ERs are not set up as mental health wards. They're not set up for long-term care. So when you have teens there for days or weeks, it's a just kind of a crazy situation. This family, the parents, Tim and Cheryl, they told me how their son, Zach, basically his skin turned pale from lack of sun. He wasn't able to 
get out of his room except to shower once a day. He's an autistic kid. He doesn't understand where he is. There's a lot of confusion and they had to inject him with sedatives every day just to keep him calm. And he ended up shaking so violently from the drugs they had to use just to keep him calm in the ER. Why are there so few beds available for these sorts of episodes? And, and what can be done about it down the road? It's a complicated problem. Part of it is we shut down these state institutions um, for mental care with good intentions, but we never opened up these community-based resources, places where you could get help but not have to be institutionalized long-term. Basically, it comes down to funding. Like state officials, federal officials, they're not just putting the money needed into mental health care. You know, it's really interesting because Marylanders like to think that the state is very progressive on issues like this, and yet Maryland has some of the longest wait times for psychiatric treatment. That was really shocking to me. When I did a bunch of analysis on ER wait times, Maryland, when it comes to psychiatric patients, they have some of the longest average wait times, which is just crazy. You know, you think about our state as like being very advanced, wealthy, progressive, putting money invested into our infrastructure, but mental health care is a place that's really hurting for that. That's Washington Post Enterprise reporter William Wan talking right there with Sean and Hillary. You're listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Yeah, I'm so stressed. Our business is growing. We've got people all over now. Uma. What is that? Meditation? I'm recommending Uma and their all-in-one phone, video, and collaboration solution. Uma? Yep. Switching to Uma is a cinch. Just $24.95 per month per user, plus taxes and fees. Uma. Now you're feeling it. Visit uma.com. That's O-O-M-A dot com to learn more. Uma. Smart communications for the smarter business. WTOP at 325. Money News, each half hour at 25 and 55. A preview of your business day, Friday, October 21st, here on WTOP. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. With the price of so many things going up, here's some good news. Your morning coffee could soon cost less, depending on what you drink. Vietnam, the world's biggest grower of robusta coffee, is expecting a larger crop this season. That means more supply and lower prices. Robusta beans are used in espresso and instant coffee. We'll get a better picture this morning of how inflation is affecting consumer spending on wireless service. Verizon will report third quarter results a day after AT&T turned in better than expected results. If Verizon doesn't do likewise, analysts say it may not be able to blame the state of the economy. Royal Caribbean is almost set to begin taking reservations on its newest ship, Icon of the Seas. It'll be the world's biggest cruise ship, offering something for everyone. And it may feel like everyone is on board. It will accommodate nearly 8,000 people. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Larry Kofsky on WTOP. WTOP is a proud sponsor of the Marine Corps Marathon. Limited entries are still available for the MCM-10K. Take the 6.2-mile scenic route from the National Mall to the U.S. Marine Corps War Memorial on October 30th. Register now at marinemarathon.com. Plus, aspiring runners age 5 to 12 can join the MCM Weekend Fun by participating in the MCM Kids Run Saturday, October 29th in Arlington. Register at marinemarathon.com. You're with WTOP and Dean Lane. Everything I know about marijuana, I learned back when me and my friends had mullets. Yeah, I guess I got some catching up to do. And I'm curious about medical marijuana. It's legal in my state, I think. But is it right for me? 
Uh, where can I get reliable, professional answers to my questions? The answer to that question is Veriheal. V-E-R-I-H-E-A-L dot com. Medical marijuana can be complicated, even confusing. You want trustworthy answers without just...